Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. Welcome to Spanish Aki Presents. It's everybody. It's everybody's here's. Got a full house today. It's Oscar. It's Tony. It's myself. What is happening? Wait, Carlos and Oscar, you're both punchy during the intro and Raisa's dancing. What is happening? Well, we were just talking about exercise and... And <laughs> we're pumped I, up. I, we're pumped I up. said a story. Should I say it really oh quick? Or not? What do you think? You guys tell me. Only if you think I Rise should. Rise up. Say the story. Okay. <laughs> so here's the here's the thing. I was talking about, I don't even remember why this even came up, but I guess <laughs> point is I was saying I was in the middle of my workout and where I, where? At the gym. Mm-hmm. With people around. With people around, yeah. And I was doing this metabolic workout. And then... Wait, fancy. Metabolic is like... Okay, so then I'm one of the only people that does it there right now. It's kind of like... It's for like weight loss. Like it's cardio and stuff like that. Everything else is more strength training that I do on the other days. So I do three days. Let's focus strength. on the sto- on the Okay, whatever. Well, I do <laughs> three days, three scientific. days of this. Okay. Well, I don't know. You ask. Whatever. That's so true. okay, okay. So I'll never know. Well, part of the metabolic thing was this: like you get on this bike that is called an assault bike. That is what mm-hmm. it is called. I know okay. it's an aggressive term. It is. But it's like the bike. If you look it up, you, it's a bike that like you're while you're pedaling. You also like it's it's stationary, but you're pedaling and your also arms are going it's back and like forth. Almost like you're punching. Yes, kind of, but you're moving oh. the bike handles along with your bike, right? Yeah. So I was, um, I was jumping on the bike, and it was, I think it was like two of us that were, were like working, doing the same thing. Well, that's like your they... problem right there, jumping no. on the bike. <laughs> so I jumped. I was saying how I jumped on the bike, and then uh-huh. the bike seat was kind of like higher oh, than it eesh. should be for me. Okay. And I jumped on it, uh-huh. and it hit me <laughs> in some part of me that I was like, ooh. And I was like, I kind of like it, but I got to keep working out. (laughs) So so I was just saying. You were activated. You activated your core is what they say. Yes, yeah. it, it, it hit my vagina in some type wow. of way. Wow. And, uh, and, this is, this is, and does this happen? Is this a, something that happens a lot? No, I don't know. I don't. I usually port, put the bike seat like I fix it before, but because we were switching mm. on and off and it was like between 30 seconds, I kind of like didn't think about it and I just jumped wow. on it. And then I was all awkward because it was in front of one of my trainers and I, I was like, oh, ah. but it was kind of like, oh, hey, yes. OK, it was like a Oof. whole like stream of emotions with my mm. face. Yeah. And then you looked up and the trainer was like, okay. I don't, I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I don't know if they realized what, what was happening, but I was just like, I'm too new at this gym. I can't scream out that it hit my vagina just yet. Maybe in a couple months. Sure. Yeah. 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 Bring it up later. You gotta. Yeah. 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 First impressions. First impressions and all. Well, congratulations. I mean, that's, you know, if you're going to work out, might as well make it pleasurable. I mean, I've definitely jumped on seats. Oscar is so uncomfortable. So I feel you. No, but, you know, while we're on the topic of getting our socks off, um, I do want to take this moment to talk about something that I'm obsessed with. Um, 
Listen, okay, this is a little off topic, but I'm going to say right now, I am a big fan of books, reading, like reading hardcover stuff. None of this e-reader stuff. Oh, because the hardcover. I see where you're going with this. Well, oh, I didn't even think about it that (laughs) way. Okay. So I just want to say I discovered someone on Instagram who, coincidentally enough, is a listener of the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Thank you. Their Instagram handle is newfoundbookspa, newfoundbooks. PA. Um, and what they do, her name is Clarissa. So Clarissa, if you're listening to this, hey girl. But Hi. what she does Hola, is <laughs> she takes books. Like you, I signed up for something called a blind date with a book and she'll send me a book that she thinks I'd like. And it's like wrapped up, covered, beautifully covered in this like um, beautiful packaging. It's just like a master of the packaging. Oh, I love and, that. I love uh, you read packaging. it, and the book that I got is a book that it's actually on my uh, wish list. So, Clarissa, good looking out. Wow. Um, <laughs> so, shout out to Clarissa, new bu- newfound books, PA. Find it. I'm in love with that whole process. She also does prints. She's an artist. She's absolutely talented. I love her art, and it's so good to see Latinx people just like. Mm. Creating, creating, and yeah. books. Oh, thank you. So anyway, so just a little plug. I'm not I getting any money. Out I was about to say, how much yeah. money are you getting this out is of not this? A like, post, that was such a nice. But I just plug. need to uplift other Latinx voices, and this Hell is yeah. this also is this was a perfect opportunity for Oscar to you know de- deviate from the conversation that was making him very uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, so you it know, Riza has Riza <laughs> has working out, which I you know truly I cannot relate. But you know what, I I can't relate my love uh, of books. So of sitting on books, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, but you know, I got I look before I leap whenever I jump into a book. Okay. Okay. Oscar, you just gave us a perfect segue to our Pika today, oh, actually, oh, because we're talking middle. about you're talking about books, which is culture, right? But you started it off with speaking of getting your socks off. Oh, so mm-hmm. for today's Pika, I wanted mm-hmm. to ask all of you, <laughs> uh, it, if any of you have any memories of your earliest, let's say, pop culture sexual awakening. Ooh. Like what, what does that something, mean? Pop culture, or an sexual image, or a person, or something that in entertainment or culture mm-hmm. that made you realize, oh, uh, I'm attracted to this, or um, should I go first? Oh, that just hit you. Deep. I think you should. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. yeah. Like, give us an example. I have an obvious one, or like a, 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 let's say traditionally, like oh, of course, and Meryl then it, yeah, I get real hard for Meryl Streep. Okay. Oh my god, okay. in the Devil Wears Prada. I, we're not having this conversation. We're not having a Miranda Priestly moment. No. I'm, we've, we've run out of those. I also have one that surprises me still to this day. I wonder okay. which I should go with first. I'll go with the obvious one first. Start with the yeah. obvious. I start. I signed up for the Lucasfilm fan club just so that I could have. <laughs> just full stop. That's it. With, anyway. Oh, period. Just, no. Yeah. Just so that I could have a poster. Of Harrison Ford as oh. Indiana Jones in the oh. Temple of Doom. Oh, <laughs> where he's like, she didn't know stores sell posters. Oh, he was a oh. babe. Well, that was how I could have a poster or an image of a shirtless man in my room. <laughs> oh. okay, just, what about Harrison Ford in Indiana Jones uh, yeah. made you feel uh, Some a certain of kind way. of way? Mm-hmm. I feel like what you just said is a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> that's it Harrison Ford okay what Harrison about Ford Harrison and Indiana Ford. Jones but okay. not from Star Wars it was from Indiana Jones Star Wars as well but Indiana Jones for some reason it was, was the like tan my, it was the tan it was the tan it was the muscle it was that like that like no sweaty fucks. yeah it was all sweaty glistening glistening yeah. the whip was, again the whip Harrison play into Ford. it yeah. the whip 
Yeah. Oh. <laughs> does he? Does he still? Do wait, wait, something? wait, wait. Tony just had a. What is that? What was that? Oh, I just realized. Yeah, you just. I just had an epiphany. You just made me realize. Yeah, the whip and the sword were both. They were that was part of it. It was part of it. Do you still do you still feel some type of way for him? Because I literally yesterday, it's funny you said that. I yesterday I saw a video that somebody posted on Instagram where it was like Harrison Ford's reacting to um a magician doing a um like a magic trick in his house and he's like at Not the just end, a magician, it's David Blaine. Oh, it was, they, I don't know because they don't I didn't they didn't show him. They didn't show him in the video. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah, so yeah. It, it was like it didn't It was, it was from vague. a special he shot a couple of years ago. Yeah, I watched I watched the that special which is funny, but like I didn't know like I figured it was him. But anyways, point is and in the end he literally just responds get the hell out of my house. And I was like, <laughs> I was not expecting that oh, at God. all. And I was like, yeah. But that's, that's, that's totally that's him. Harrison yeah. Ford. That's his brand. He just, what, he presented at the Oscars and someone described him like, everywhere Harrison Ford goes, it's clear he doesn't want to be there. <laughs> oh, I think somebody made a joke. I think I heard somebody was like, he just found out that he was going to announce the Oscar like five minutes before. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, that's so funny. That's such a vibe for sure that's for such him. a vibe, which I guess turns me on. Yeah. Um, the other one, I swear, I rewatched these movies again to see if they did the same thing to me, and I, they kind of did. Oh, the Back to the Future movies. Oh, not Michael J. Fox. Biff, Biff Tanner. Biff. <laughs> oh. I see a like, pattern. Oh, what? Wait, I didn't I even put that together pattern. either. I'm wow. sorry, who's Biff? What do you mean he's, who's Biff? Are you kidding? He's like the bully, the mean guy, the bully. Mm-hmm. He's joking. The villain. You're joking. I mean, about his Back name is his name is already like villain, like yeah. Just like, and in the second one, actor. yeah, he's very yeah. good. Yeah. In the second one, where he becomes sort of like, I hate to use this Trump? adjective, but Trump. Yeah, he's Trumpy in the second one. Mm-hmm. In an alternate future, an alternate present after what happens in 1955 changes, and he's like basically in charge of Hill Valley. That really, really be him being a jerk, like. Like there, that that was me. Like in early, what puberty? Did you want him to bully you, or what was the what was the? Yeah, no, I thought like the... I could change him. No, oh. oh. <laughs> I love so a sweet. Oh my god, <laughs> that's all. That's all women. That's interesting. Them. That's yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Okay. All right. All right. So you just were interested in characters that just didn't really like were just like rough around the edges. Yeah. Or... Yeah. Yeah. Mm, I feel like I can. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. How about you, Carlitos? Well, I think I've mentioned this before, um, but I think in terms of like how it informed what I like is, uh, and now that it's back, it's the Punky Brewster. I've talked about this before and people are like, Mm -hmm. huh, what? It's just the same (laughs) as when I was talking about DuckTales. People were like, what? Until they made, they brought it back and now I could finally (laughs) talk about it. But um, (laughs) Punky Brewster was probably the first like crush that i Aww. like i you know like i was like huh what freckles huh um and then there was a girl in when i was in like first grade that looked exactly like her so i was just obviously going to be completely because that was like funky booster in real life and that Aww. kind of informed and nothing happened because you know i was just like a ap- after the fact i was like you 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 know you like you fall in love with people you fall in love with like uh the character like your 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 the character but the like there's something about it because she also a, a documentary just came out on hulu kid 90 mm-hmm. and just seeing her again it does it's like it just like come like it uh activates something from like the that you kind of like put away because I, I hadn't really seen her in a while but it's it definitely has and i'm gonna say that and i'm gonna say something which i might have mentioned before but i'm not sure because it happened in real time a couple years ago 
I used to also watch Charles in Charge when I got cable and I started, that's how I learned English. And I used to watch all these shows on TV. Uh, and I think her name is Josie Davis. I might be incorrect, but she her was- Her name like, is Scott Bayo. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a different Tony, experience definitely. for Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and she was, it was Nicole Eggert and Josie Davis. I'm going to say, can, is it Josie Davis? Yes. And um, Oh, yes. Yes. And for some I reason, I had a crush this. on her, but not on. And so, and then I saw her randomly at a birthday party. Oh, she was party in White Chicks. A couple yeah. years ago. And I start, oh, I, yeah. flu- I, I became White flushed. Like I, I don't usually get oh. starstruck and I just completely just lost it. She was there and she was like, uh, just friends of somebody, but she was also in real estate. So she started like talking to me and got her to give me a car about real estate. I was like, yeah, I'll buy a house. But it was so weird because I just was not ready to react that way when something that, you know, like so long ago was just something that I watched. So that is the impact of stuff like that. Definitely pop culture has an impact in terms of what you, um, Hmm. Uh, sure. are affected by. So that's really interesting. So I don't know if I'll ever see Suleiman Fry in person. I don't know how that's going to affect me. But, oh. but, but did you, oh, I was going to say, did you guys like have like posters of these people though, like up in your room and stuff? No, no, no? I didn't. I didn't have any posters okay. of Charles and Charles. <laughs> well, no, I don't know of her. Like you can also just pull out from a magazine. Like that's like, oh yeah. Think. I'm just saying, I don't yeah. know. Different kinds of magazines. Yeah, I get it. Oh, okay. oh my just God. Kidding, just kidding, oh my just kidding, God. Kidding. <laughs> Oh, Scott. Um, I was going to ask, is that a is that a reflection of the people that you're attracted to today? Hmm. Do you think are you like are you attracted to like? Well, that's really interesting because you think about Josie Davis and Punky Booster are like on both ends of the spectrum. Right. In terms Mm -hmm. of looks. And that's that I think that is true. Like I don't when people say, do I have a type? I'd really I mean, I, I have an appreciation for for these for like blondes and brun- like that i think that also mm-hmm. plays into it mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i'm not i don't i can't really pin it down but maybe it's because of all the the tv crushes that i have growing up yeah right, 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 right. i'm picturing little carlos in school and the soleil person walks by and the theme song plays from Punky brewster maybe the world is blind <laughs> yeah like oh mm-hmm. so we'll see we don't know <laughs> But you also, also, this was pre-recording, but like you also mentioned when Wendy, the the niece of Inspector Penny, Gadget, Penny, 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 Penny from Penny. Inspector Gadget, yeah, oh, right, right, right. So like, there is something about like a precocious, uh, sort of like, uh, someone who speaks their mind, Ooh. sort of personality that you might be interested in. Just Maybe. putting yeah, it out we're, there. We're really getting into it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah. And, also, and she had a whip, so that really did it for me. Oh, <laughs> right. Right. Okay. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Also, shout out to Cree Summers who voiced uh, Penny back in the day. She oh. was a black woman who voiced a little white girl. So shout out to her. I mean, she go. was a black little girl too. So right on. Also, and and I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I was also like the age of Penny when I had a crush. Like, right? Yeah. No. 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 This it's, okay. it's not weird. Yeah. Carlos, no, it's not weird. Like we're talking we're about crushes. Little. It's not yeah. weird. Look at that cutie. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that <laughs> yeah, she seems like a precocious girl, and also Punky Brewster seems like the same kind of vibe. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's probably in totally. the wheelhouse. But the blonde, the blonde, very the, blonde the blondie version. Yeah. How many How many blondes have you dated in real life? I like, think it's a split. To be honest. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Mm-hmm. It's not it's about right the hair down. color. It's about the personality, right? How yeah. many of them were precocious? Yeah. <laughs> well, they're, I don't know. And how many of them use whips? <laughs> <laughs> Carlos's oh face is not having it right now. <laughs> He's like, all right, next. Okay, Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> Oscar, tell us who you uh, 
I I don't know actually. Um, I think like the first, my first like crush that I was like, oh, I I have feelings for this person. I think was Thuy Trang, the actress who played Trini the Yellow Ranger in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I should have called this. I swear and to God, yeah. this was definitely oh. someone that I like was just like, oh, head over heels and love. I'm like going back. I'm regressing oh. to me as being a little kid, just like <laughs> I'm being like, I want to find somebody like that, someone who's like soft spoken intelligent very patient doesn't have to speak all the time but is like makes her point mm. across very clear like there was something about her energy that i was like oh i feel you like got she that would... and you got that from watching like episodes of mighty morphin power Rangers. well that was the character you know i didn't yeah, know yeah, the, yeah. Uh, you know and and also r.i.p r.i.p yeah passed away but um as Trini, she just had all those qualities. And I think also because on the show, my, I'm talking about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, of course, um, she was best friends with uh, Billy, David Yost, the Blue Ranger, mm-hmm. who I, it, I didn't have a crush on Billy, but I like w- wanted to be him so bad. Like mm-hmm. I, I saw myself in Billy uh cranston the blue ranger like this nerdy yeah a very shy oh, kid yeah. like also very soft-spoken very quiet like i yeah. i like the brains of the group like i very much saw me in him and thuey trang or trini would they were like the dynamic duo so i think it was this yearning of me to be matched with someone like her but yeah. honestly looking back at episodes of the mighty morphin power and just let's be real i wanted to bang jason narvey Skull sure. from the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I mean, looking back, I was like, this but you man. wanted soft spokenness. Like that was something that was also. I think yeah. Like I think I was like attracted to that, but not in a. I'm obviously not in a sexual way. More like in a partner. I was like, oh, I mm. really like this sort of quiet energy. But uh, <laughs> no, that's oh oh that is Austin St. John, the actor that plays Jason. I'm talking yeah. about the actor Jason Narvi who played Skull. The one of the bullies in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. You uh, liked him? He was very oh, much like see. my type now. Like that is probably who oh, I would date. Wow. He was like yeah, a punk, he, he was a punk kid. He was like yeah. rough. He was rude. He was also like the sidekick, which, you know, yeah. as a kid, I have to say I was very much uh <laughs> like I was always hanging out with like the bigger kid in school because I was so small. Uh so like I also identified with Skull, but now I mean he's Looking back at old episodes of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, <laughs> he can what? Get it. That's it. Ooh, <laughs> oh, yes. So what about you, Riza? Okay, so I was thinking about it. I know before I was like, I really I had to call my mom on the phone because I was like, mom, who did I have like on my like wall? And she was like, nobody. Because uh, <laughs> um, I feel like I always like watch these movies of like people in the 90s and all the girls have like posters all over and of the boys they crushed on but i guess i didn't really do that i had like stuff of um athletes like i was a big yeah. kobe bryant fan hmm. um and alan iverson so like i had stuff of them it was the 1998 nba finals i was watching <laughs> <Yeah>. them <laughs> i did i really it's yeah like uh, uh my best friend was always like i remember you were like obsessed with kobe and i was like i really was like there was like a hard like a hot moment that I was just like in love with him. And like, I was just playing basketball and everything was basketball, basketball. Kobe Bryant is my husband and I'm going to marry him. And then Brandy went to prom with him. And I was like, Oh my God, whatever. But, um, when I, but before that, like, I would say like my, like, I, I did have a huge crush on JTT, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, but who didn't. And I had this, 
full on lie. I told everybody that he was my boyfriend, but that like he's filming all the time Stop in California. It. No, and you did not. And, invent oh yeah, oh yeah, that. oh yeah. You did, you oh, did that thing. Yeah, oh, we would, but everybody would do that. Like everybody's like, oh yeah, like it was like one of those things that like so many people would like make up. It was just like a, but it was more like a bit. Like it was just kind of like oh. me and my like, you know what I mean? Like I'm like yeah, like whatever. And, like we would like, and my friend would be like, oh yeah, he like sent her letters. I saw them. They're in her house. Like bullshit. Like wow. we would all just like everybody knew everybody had a famous boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever wait what about um, jonathan taylor thomas did you think he's attractive because i'm looking at him right now thank you jordan I mean, for showing us pictures but he looks van- he looks vanilla ice cream to me i mean um, well yeah like that's the boys that i saw on tv though remember mm-hmm. like that's what i was watching on your TV, quintessential so. 90s Kid. Yeah. yeah, the Hanson boys like that. Wow, and De- not Devin De- Sawa. De- wow. De- I did, I did think he was cute in Casper, but yeah, but like I wasn't ever like really like <laughs> hardcore with these people. I will say, Freddie Prince Jr. I have said this before. Oh, was my, my God. he was my like like cool. middle like middle school. It was Freddie Prince Jr., Kobe Bryant, and then was it Johnny- when he made the Summer Catch movie or what? Oh my remember? God, uh, I know oh, what you did last summer. No, I just I don't know what it was. I just had I, you, everything. I know what it was. Look at I, his face. Look at him. His bone structure. Are you kidding me? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just I had I had a crush on him. And I think like if I were to like even like he is definitely the crush, like the like actor crush that if I saw, I wouldn't fangirl, but I would be like, oh, my God, like I never thought in the like in the wildest in my wildest dreams when I was in fourth grade that I would ever meet him. And I think about it and I'm like, yeah, like it's Hollywood. I could bump into him at a restaurant him yeah. and Sarah. And I was never mad that him and Sarah Michelle Geller got together because I loved Buffy. So yeah. I it like made me happy. It was weird. I don't know. I just I, I, I really didn't have like a hardcore reason. And then I found out he was half Mexican. I was like, tight. He's Latino. Yeah. Right? Um, well, Freddie Prince was Hungary, was Hungary and Puerto Rican. His dad. Right. Was the mom yeah. Mexican? The comedian. Yeah. Comedian. I think, Freddie Prince. I think so. Because he used yeah. to have that joke. He was Hungarian. Oh, that's right. Oh, then maybe he was Puerto Rican. Sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. Maybe he wasn't. Mexican. But I knew he was half Latino. That's like when yeah. I was with, I was like, I know he was half Latino. So, um, yes. And then Johnny Depp was like, as I got older, it was mm. just him pretty much. But yeah. I don't think any of these reflect my dating style or no. anything at all. But wait, can know, we go just ahead, go round, round the uh, just round yeah. the room here? And just like lay off your celebrity crushes, because I think I know them, but I'm not totally sure. What's the ones that, right now? Yeah. What's your current celebrity crush? Because I want to compare what our childhood crushes were to our adult selves. I don't. I don't know. You know who was a big crush of mine, and and I didn't bring it up in the movie side of Jennifer Connelly, which I've talked you about did, before. You've talked about you her. Have, I was gonna say you have yes, brought her up. So yes, you yes. see the you know Rocketeer oh, hold yeah, and shit. Yeah. Woo! Oh, in the Rocketeer specifically. Well, I mean, that's why I was like, who is this person? Mm, 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 mm. Um, I like the Rocketeer. I mean, yeah, we could we could date the co-stars of different. But (laughs) what was that movie where she's in a she's in a is it Opportunity Knocks or the one where she's in a supermarket? We've had this conversation before. Yeah, we yeah we. I remember talking about this on the supermarket or Labyrinth. That's the one. (laughs) Oh yeah yeah yeah. She's a babe. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. No. Wow. A mega babe, <laughs> yeah. I'll say. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, career opportunities. But anyway, in the present, I don't, e- I don't even know, to be honest. I got to think about that. Like, okay, if you could pick your leading lady, let's say you all got booked, or, or man, obviously, but sure, like, sure. if you could pick one person, like right now, they're like, okay, you're the lead. 
Carlitos, you're the lead, Oscar, you're the lead, Tony, I'm the lead, whatever. You, We're going to just send an offer to whoever the fuck you want. We have all the money in the world like that they will make it possible that they won't be able to say no. Great. Like, who is that person? That's a good question. I don't know. Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> okay. All right. You do an Prince animation Jr. project with him? Yeah, that's oh, I, that, that's the scenario. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was asked. I was asked this recently, and I'll just say the I Michael B. Jordan. Oh, oh yeah, that was the first person or yeah. Daniel. Kalu- I mean, I'm like I have crushes on yeah. both of them. Like, and I don't know if it's it's. I mean, they're both so hot. Yeah, but also like they're both so talented that makes them even hotter. Mm-hmm. Where I'm just like I yeah, I'm I like either know. of them. I have. I mean, there's so many amazing, attractive talented and funny actors but interesting yeah nobody um, nobody else said you don't have who what about you oscar you wouldn't um, you wouldn't have i mean i do have a lot of celebrity crushes obviously but to i mean my my number one and my number one is david schwimmer of all time like yeah. he's the one uh but leading leading per opposite leading man i would honestly i would say okay here's one i would probably get <laughs> winston duke for sure Who's, who but, is that Y'all, no. Jordan, fire it up. Jordan, yeah, sorry. Also, by the way, no, listeners, uh, Jordan no, no, has no. been pulling up How everybody that we, that we throw on the screen. Oh, from oh, Get Out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. From us, from us, from us, him, from us. In, in us, like, ooh, my Black God, Panther? Winston Duke. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't even okay, say so, that name without so swooning. Pick... Uh, yeah. Look at him. I'm, Just yeah. look at him. Just take a moment. I'm here can for you, it. Can you do Winston Duke us? Because like that is, that is, that is that that's it. That's yeah. that's, that's my one and only. That's yeah. it. That's my forever. That's wifey yeah. right there. <laughs> he does look hot, like dressed down like that. Like I like with glasses. It, it's like yeah. Yeah. Oh, he just seems so okay. kind. Okay, so dorky. Winston, you picked Freddie Prince Jr. I picked Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> I'm gonna sub- I'm gonna put Pedro Pascal. Oh, oh yeah, okay. It's a it's a thruple romance. Oh, yeah. okay. All right, I feel that. Opening what about doors, you, Carlitos? Like you gotta throw someone out. Man, I am drawing a blank. I don't even know. That's okay. You, you have to be? say, or you're gonna get Roseanne Barr as your default. Oh, <laughs> oh no. no! Sorry, Carlos. Sorry. It doesn't matter. Does it? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, hey, honey, I'm home. <laughs> Look, we won't judge you if it's another screen. Is, is that one, Roseanne Barr? I'm sorry, Tony. Tony, Tony can you do a Roseanne Barr impression, please? <laughs> oh, say, can you see? <laughs> oh my God. We're buying you time, Carlitos. Yeah. I, you know when you go blank and then you know that there's a ticking time clock? Yeah. yeah. I'm going mean, to come back. I'll come back. She's signing the paperwork no, right now, have, Carlos. You have to. She's signing the paperwork. No it's going to be official. I'm, I'm sure I'm going to think of somebody else after we hit, like finish the recording. But mm-hmm. just there's so many cool people. But it doesn't even have to be just talent. And it doesn't have to be just looks. It could be like a mix or just it someone that you were like. So I'll yeah. fry present yeah. day. I think Maybe. I can't think of anybody right now, but for a long time, I really wanted to work with. Um, I was like determined to want to work with what's her name from. I'm totally blanked out from Birdman from. Oh, my God. I'm blanking out. She did Spider-Man. Ah, Emma, Emma Stone. Stone? Emma, yeah. When she had like that streak where wow, she was killing and I was like, I would love <laughs> Well, we're talking about talent. I was like, I can't yeah, think yeah, of anything yeah. right now, to be honest. But like I she mean, would. She was killing it and she was doing a bunch of like comedies. And I met her when she was, she did the house bunny when I was at MTV and we got to do, I had, oh. I, I did a sketch with all of them. 
And so that was the closest I got to working with her. But that was around the time. This was like a long time ago when she was just like killing it. She was doing a bunch of I love her. I love her. I love her voice. I love her. She's Uh, a great choice. I agree. Um, but right now, to be honest, I can't think of any, I can't, I, I want to, and this is gonna, you know what, the rest it's of the day is, I'm you. gonna spend, yeah, and I'll get back to you. Okay, but send it on the thread. I'll send it on yeah, the thread. Yeah. <laughs> so are we releasing Roseanne Barr? Or, no, put her oh, on yeah, hold, she's still on hold. She's on, on hold. hold, she's still she's on hold. Paying. So she's we'll paying. never tell her she's released. No, 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 no. no, and she can't work forever. Until She'll get she paid, but she won't get residuals. You know ah! I, mean? I see. I see. I see. <laughs> All right. Well, um, very interesting. Yeah. I feel like um, it's interesting to talk, have these conversations with, with some people sometimes because you can see like, oh, like they had a crush on these people and then mm. they're dating this person. <laughs> like when right. that kind of like lines up, it's very interesting. But yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you think about, do they love me or are they just, I'm the fetish of the oh, thing. Oh, that yeah. so that's another pika for another time. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, wow. pika, pika. So I guess uh, we, we got to, we, yeah, we did it. And we, we got to, we got to go um, quench our thirst. Okay. What are you trying to say? I'm trying to say that this pika got, all of you guys so thirsty, you need a cafecito. <gasps> you did it! Raisa did mm. the transition! Me, I did it. It was so organic and not pushed on at all. <laughs> Dale. Like an assault bike? Oh! I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about my vagina to you guys way more now. Cool. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of seventh generation. Find seventh generation laundry detergent in fresh lavender and other scents at seventhgeneration.com. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. And we are back, a slurpity slurp, on our cappuccino <laughs> break. And we are nice and hydrated, caffeinated, and we are introducing our guest. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> I mean, oh, the love of my literal <laughs> life. She is, I mean, I say this a lot. I, I, I do, okay, I, I will admit, I do say this about a number of guests that come, but this time, <laughs> Truer words were never said when I say she she has one of the nicest souls I have ever met in my entire life. Comedian, activist, just an icon. It's Jenny Yay! 
Oscar, wow. 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 I have never gotten that kind of an intro. I don't think this is this is it for me. That Listen, was it. I've 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 told you many times how I feel about you. Okay. Aww. And my love for you runs deep. Jen. I mean the feeling is, uh, the feeling's mutual because I have to say I first encountered Oscar when uh Oscar was a a like workout improv teacher for our little group back in the day Ooh. and i was like oh my god i like i love oscar but then you know you don't you don't try to be like "Ooh, i want to be friends with my improv teacher but you're just like hey yeah. <laughs> but you were hoping so that funny. something would spark because yes. i you because you belonged in a big ass group and there were a lot of awesome funny people but the yeah. moment i saw you i was like this person i love this person i want to be <laughs> friends with this person but likewise i'm like i'm the teacher i shouldn't be like hey uh do you want to hang out after i coach you like how weird is that <laughs> but uh, we, we kept in touch and it impossible. was incredible jenny how the heck are you oh my goodness you know we are over a year into the pandemic and mm-hmm. i am just reevaluating life you know what i mean uh i'm i'm really i'm actually really curious about how everyone else is doing because not gonna lie i like did pretty well during the pandemic. It's fucked up. I, I'm just gonna say it's fucked up. Like I feel yeah. like survivor's guilt. Do you know don't, what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't yeah, a yeah. little don't, bit. Don't, don't though, because I was literally I was gonna be like you. I, that was gonna be something I was gonna say. I was like, you kind of crushed the pandemic. <laughs> like like legit throughout. I mean. <laughs> It's it's beautiful. Just don't ever title anything crushing the pandemic. Just yeah. that probably is where you draw the line. <laughs> to my new show, Crushing the Pandemic. Crushing the Pandemic, where I talk about all the fabulous things that happened to me. You know. <laughs> so whenever you're ready, tell us about yes, those triumphs. About the pandemic. Yeah. I know. No, I feel like a you know I feel like a jerk. You know what I mean? You feel like a jerk that you you live through the pandemic. I'm fully vaccinated now. You know, um, I met a boyfriend during the pandemic. Whoa. What are you wow. doing? Oh, Do you know what is... I'm saying? Yeah. How? How? Tell us yeah. the story. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I just <laughs> it was it was that first month where I was like depressed like everyone. Yeah. And then and then and then I went back and I was like, I'm not gonna let this pandemic beat me down. I had goals at the beginning of 2020. <laughs> and one of those was like, I'm gonna find my husband. Literally. I was like, I didn't know I would ever become a I'm gonna find my husband kind of girl. And then I became the I'm gonna find my husband kind of girl. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> In we January, just needed the world to stop so that you could actually find yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I needed time. <laughs> You're like, okay, we just gotta, we can. It's just, we're gonna need, just follow my lead. Okay, cool. What's gonna happen? Oh, shit. <laughs> Maybe, right? Like all the, all the molecules slow down and it's like whatever you wanted to manifest, possibly it was more powerful. Who mm-hmm. knows? I don't know. I'm not into astrology, but maybe I should be. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, like, so I like got up on the, on the online apps. And, you know, he messaged me and he actually had complete sentences that were interesting. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Not like, hey, not like a hey. Um, Like, you know, like needle needle in a haystack. (laughs) I've had a friend. I've had a friend send a screenshot of like an interaction on an app where literally they went back and forth. Hey, hey, hey. Like six times over the over the course of a month. Like, Why? Anyway, that's what happened. Yeah, that's I, wow, I, I that's... met him on an app and uh, we, wow. you know, we did Zoom hangs for a month. Oh. Nice. It was very old school. It was almost like 
pre-colonial, just straight up like mm-hmm. writing letters yes. and sending yeah. pigeon carriers. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Just like dear, by the candlelight, right? Yeah, dear Jebediah. Then you had nothing but time. You had nothing but time to talk to them. Exactly. I'm so brainwashed by Hollywood that I thought I was a white, a white Listen, it's Victorian canon. woman. Writing letters is a Caucasian activity. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, Jenny, so yeah, I I did want to ask you because like you are a stand up comedian and you mm-hmm. were very active in the stand up circuit. The oh pandemic must have hit you really hard. So talk about that change, that sudden transition from like touring, doing shows, and then all of a sudden not have to do it. And then the magic of Jenny Yang, my friends, is that. <laughs> She figured out a way to do stand-up with this amazing show that you created. Can you talk about it? Oh, my God. I I need Oscar to be my hype hype (laughs) for everything. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Yeah, like, you know, unlike some other folks who are, like, mostly touring at the clubs and all that, I was sort of in L.A., you know, trying to hit up the spots and working on my next whatever few minutes of of stand-up. Um, and, and then when the pandemic shut down, it was like, oh my God, I shut everything down. I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Because I was like, March 19th, I was going to launch a new monthly variety show, wow. uh, making wow. fun of the wellness industry. I had sold most of the tickets. <laughs> oh it God. was like, yeah, it was called everything's fine. A competitive self-care comedy show. I was going to make people Ooh, like on stage, like meditate. And we were going to judge them. Like it was just straight up. Oh, it was just going to be Thursday clown town. The, the yes. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so it was heartbreaking because I was uh, I, I was just working so hard on other people's things. I was finally like, OK, I'm going to like make my own thing. Mm-hmm. And then when the pandemic happened, I was like, oh, this sucks. But luckily, that's the thing. I had a I had a cushion because I was writing for a TV show. And mm-hmm. so I don't think a lot of other comedians had that necessarily, yeah. you yeah. know, and yeah. so or, you know, actors even, right, where it's like all the production shut down, no one knew what was going to happen. So I felt very lucky that I still had a source of income, even though creatively to be able to perform and to kind of chest out ideas, I didn't have that opportunity anymore. And so I like just, you know, I don't know, ate a lot of bread and pasta and then for like a month and then yeah. um, but and then figured out that the way to actually hang out with friends was through a video game called Animal Crossing, which mm. everyone was starting to play. <laughs> Animal Crossing New Horizons. You could have people virtually visit your island. It's like Sims, but with cute Japanese characters. And <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like, I like played it obsessively, like straight up where like, I don't want to remember the world. I was just like in that world, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like every day I was like, this is what gets me up in the morning. Like, yeah. no joke. Oh, you yeah. know, this is like World of, <laughs> world of Warcraft. Basically, yeah, is that yeah. did why did you get into World of Warcraft? No, but I had friends who would literally like got to a point where it was like just uh vampire hours, they would just keep yeah. going oh, till yeah. four, five, six in the morning. They would sleep for three hours and get back on it. That's a video game or a board game? That's a computer yeah. game, video oh, game okay. mom. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm gonna be. I mean, everybody, whoever listens to this podcast knows I'm the worst at like gaming and, and stuff. It's and a computer. game, but originally it was know. more computer. It was like I don't think it ever crossed over successfully, oh, okay. but it was mostly played in the computer. And it was like this is probably one of the first Wait, games World that of was Warcraft like, didn't cross over successfully. What? Are you, what? Two. It's one, two 
I feel like people play it more on computer. I mean, so uh, oh yeah, crossover. It's, That's it's an exclusive PC game, but it was yeah, yeah. Major. Oh, okay. Oh, watch it. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. yeah. okay. Oh, the wow. nerd. As I nerd, crossover to a gaming console. <laughs> Y'all, the geek jumped out. The geek let me, jumped let me out. come correct because I said <laughs> you've, you've. This is it. This is my sweet nerd spot. battles right Listen, now. Everyone's just. This is just going to become a nerd battle. I don't know what's happening. I lost already. I don't know what's happening. Abuela has a question. It was never a board game. No. Okay. Okay. No, no, okay. you're thinking of Dungeons and Dragons. Thank you. Thank you, Tony. That is exactly what I'm thinking. Thank thinking. you. Right. I need somebody right. at least close to I my level. Tony. We're all like in this Venn diagram where we help each other out. Yeah. 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 But with Animal Crossing, it was sort of like a slice of life, uh, yeah. like gaming where you you just take care of your little island. Yeah. And it's this thing where it was like the whole world shut down. You couldn't go outside. So like everyone just like went in this video game world and connected yeah. with each other. What you I mean, I remember buying Animal Crossing like right when the pandemic happened. And oh. like that's where I lived. I just really lived in an Animal Crossing world. <laughs> oh, forever. if you do stand if you do stand up, you should do my show. Oh my God, because I turned it into a stand up show. Because right. you can you can you yeah, like you can do craft. Yeah, you can do you can craft and you can buy furniture items and like build out your living room and shit. Oh. And I was like, I was looking at the inventory and I was like, uh, there's an amp, there's a cute little microphone, there's like a brick wall wallpaper. I was like, you guys, I'm gonna make a comedy club in my Animal Crossing house basement. That's wild. That's you know, so wild. and let's see how we could figure out a way to like make this into a show. And so I did. And so I think the first show was like the beginning of June, I kind of figured it out during May how to do it. And um, it just, it, it, it was a perfect timing because also that was, uh, that was when, you know, George Floyd Jr. was murdered and everyone was trying to do something. And I, I you yeah. know, other than feeling helpless at home yeah. and possibly going in the streets when we didn't even know if we we're going to transmit coronavirus to each other, if everything felt scary. And so it was like a way for me to be like, okay, I'm just going to find my tiny little way to mm -hmm. raise money for Black Lives Matter causes. And that's what we did twice a month. Like it was so hype. It was like, why is this so fun and exciting? Like, because we had a, the biggest Zoom meeting, people were unmuted. There was no moderation. It was straight up like a real room where like, oh. if you're in the audience, you have like a social contract with audience members to not talk while you're performing. You know what I mean? To laugh, to like interact if they really needed to. And it, it was seriously, it, everyone, the, the response to that experience of even just audience members was so overwhelming of just DMs just being like, man, I didn't know that I really needed this. Like, I, I this is the closest thing I can get to like a social setting mm -hmm. in a group, mm -hmm. you know? And so it just made me really happy. And like, and we kept it really gentle and fun because the, the game itself is very cute and gentle. And so like, you know, like at the end of a Zoom meeting, I think it's kind of violent how it just ends. Like, we're just like, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah. oh my God, oh my God, okay, oh my God, okay, okay, okay bye. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and- There's always and those last whoever's two. Whoever's the first one, whoever is the owner of the thing, when they log off, then everything the just shuts down. Everything yeah. ends. Yeah. It just shuts yeah. down. It's like, okay, okay. <laughs> and then it's gone, right? And so what I do is at the end of the show, I like- be like, okay, that's the end of the show. But like, we're going to go to the green room next door with the little characters representing the comics and go go chat chat about how the sh like, how, how did it go for you? Like, it's just very, very nice. It's just, we just chat. How, how was the show? What was it like being puppeteered by someone if they didn't have Animal Crossing? <laughs> you know, and then after that, we take a group selfie in the comedy club. And then even after that, wow. I go, okay, the show's over. You can leave. But I'm just going to go around and like do some stuff on my island if you want to see. And then we just kind of like 
chill. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it so just turned funny. into like a Twitch. Uh-huh. It turns into like yeah. a Twitch game hang. That's you what I was going to say. You should take it to it Minecraft, too. Have you ever thought of doing yeah. a comedy club in I'm Minecraft? Just, wait, what? I, Stop it. Uh-oh. Yeah. What? Uh-oh. Abuela's back. Abuela's yeah. back. Wait, Te digo Minecraft. Minecraft. Is that the one with the little bombs? And eh. you had to hit the number in the computer. No, that's Minesweeper. No, I don't know. Ah. It's very aggressive. Okay? No, I don't know. Minesweeper. 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 Very aggressive. Jenny, we told you before, this this was going to be half in English and half in Spanish. I so. love it. And you have some Spanish that you would like yes. to unload. No, no. I mean, just in context, you know, I'm not going to give you a presentation. You know what I'm saying? No, I was going to, I was actually No ensayos, you know what I'm saying? I was actually going to say your pronunciation uh, is very well because I have recently seen your story that you (gasps) are getting your kitchen renovated and you were literally saying the names of the, of the people that were working there. And you were like, Eduardo. And you said somebody, and I was like, okay, Jenny Yang. You got, okay. that, you got that pronunciation on point. And like, it wasn't like, like, you know, like when people try to pronounce names sometimes and it's like, Eduardo. they're like, and this is Eduardo. Like, like, it was just very normal, clean, fresh. And I was like, oh, thank God. Great. Effortless. This. It was yes, effortless. effortless. Aww, also, thank you. But also, BT Dubs, your kitchen looks amazing. Like, you, you. that pantry, I was like, oh. oh my God. It's so like, I don't, I'm just, I'm really into kitchens lately. And when thank people, you. people, so many people have been renovating. So since you are renovating, how has that been going like you, you were well, you, well because you're you're talking you were talking about how like you you know you've been working and you're renovating and that's you know it's, it's that's a wild thing to do especially in the middle of a pandemic because everything I, is I in about a your house. home you this bought is, a house is, i know this is what's fucked up i'm telling you right now <laughs> okay, no one Jenny's should be listening winning. to me <laughs> <laughs> okay Epic. all right I need to hang out with you and get some of that, (laughs) some of that energy. Okay. (laughs) Listen, listen, it's, this is, I am the most, I'm becoming the most unrelatable comedian now. This is, this is just trash. So I bought a home during the pandemic. (laughs) Got a boyfriend. I'm really happy. Um, (laughs) Same, right? That's my Uh, time. Change the face of stand-up comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, but, but. um, Don't you hate it when you're buying a house in the middle of a pandemic? (laughs) And I also pronounce everybody's name correctly. Oh, God, what I can I not this. do? I deserve this. I deserve <laughs> this. Keep going. You do. Please roast me. Please take me down five pegs. No, we're it's celebrating just... you. No, yeah. No, 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 no. You just de- no. But to be fair, you do deserve this. You are like a very, you're a very important voice and person no. that we need to have in this community because yeah, like you know, there's so much stigma within like the fact of like oh, like entertainers they shouldn't have opinions on politics and like other stuff, yeah. and it's like. No, we're also like fucking humans and we like things affect us as well. Yes. Like, even if you're even if you did just buy a house, e- like whether you're like broken, can't pay your rent or you bought a house, like things still affect you. It doesn't matter, especially, you know, being a woman of color, being an Asian woman. Yeah. Like the, the world has been really fucking terrible, not just awesome. this yeah. past year, but like forever. Yeah. You know, this what is I mean? what I've said this before, Jenny. And don't feel bad because here's the thing. Yeah. I personally have had shittier years that had nothing to do with the pandemic. So it evens out. So the yeah. fact that you had <laughs> yes. a really good pandemic, you've also had shittier and shit. Yeah, and so sure. like, you know, it's just you just did your pandemic stuff before you pre you pre pandemic. That's yeah. fine. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for for making me feel better. And, I, and <laughs> also to make you feel even more better. Here's what I'll say about you. I think a big thing that I experienced during the beginnings of the pandemic was this sense of being paralyzed by the world. It just felt yes. like we were in this really bizarre stage where 
things were happening to us and that we weren't doing things to the world. And Mm. what you've proven to me, like that's, this is why I admire you so much, Jenny, is because Mm. you absorbed what the world was going through and you reacted to it, right? Mm -hmm. You commented on it. You created a space where you created that joy for people. You know, instead of letting the world defeat you, you showed that there are ways to handle it in a safe and positive. And I need to make this as clear as possible. Positive. The the vibes were so great. It wasn't like it was a collective anger towards the world. You were like, okay, we are all angry at the world right now and we totally should be. But like, let's take this opportunity to heal together by having an open forum and communication. Also, the way that you've attached comedy, your stand up comedy to political causes is Cute. honestly like goals for me you know what i mean yeah. like because oh, you. you were one of the very first people when the uh where people were like so fucking insane about the uh pandemic being like an asian virus where mm. you spoke out about that and you like um a lot of people to, you like encouraged a lot of people to order from asian owned restaurants and mm-hmm. i remember that very very fondly you know so like you were just so community driven where does that drive come from for you (laughs) well um you know thank you for that um i think um you know i'm very proud of of how i've been able to all of that that you just described is honestly comes from a very selfish place of me surviving you know what i mean of like i need to tap into like a more positive space or else i will i will kill someone i will sock somebody <laughs> you know what i mean i will shank a bitch you know what i mean like yeah. that yeah. is how it felt yeah and so and so that's that's you know it's just like how do i practice hope and cultivate it and but but it comes from the fact that my original calling in my head as a child was to work in politics. So prior to comedy, my first career, now I've actually worked longer in comedy than in in my first career, but for a while, that was it. That was like, I was a student government nerd in high school, okay? I was just straight up like the annoying straight A student. I was just like fucking Tracy Flick from election. Just, <laughs> just you know, I'm I'm every Reese Witherspoon character of the 90s and 2000s. You know what oh and, so, and so I, I went to college and I was like, leadership, it's great. But when I went to college, that's when I realized, oh, what is leadership for? It's not an end in and of itself. It's not mm. just to get power. It's just a t- set of tools. And so I realized I had these leadership skills to communicate and to bring people together. But it was now, oh, shit okay i have an awareness about the world i can never go back i know that there's oppression i know that there's you know intersectional issues of everything you know mm. um i i realized how much the dynamic of my parents household you know like my mom and dad's relationship affected me when it comes to like gender relations and like what i perceive to be you know what the right thing to be as a woman versus a man and um my mom was a garment worker and like seeing the world according to class and all of it you know and so it was a foregone conclusion for me to major in poly poli sci and policy and i was a very active student in college like i was out there you know what i'm saying where did you go to school swarthmore college yeah um, it's outside of Philadelphia. It's a very nerdy, small, small uh, liberal arts college liberal, that no okay. one knew about. Yeah, but it's very, very nerdy. And I liked it because my high school is very big public high school in Southern California where like it was like non-majority, not non a non-white majority. You know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. like I didn't want to be white. I just like thought it was cool to be what I was. And then I went to Swarthmore and it was, you know, majority white, very like 
old money type kind of vibes and mm. i was like oh shit that's racism and then <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? so that's what that is <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and so it, that activated me and so i it was fr- from then on it was like a foregone conclusion i'm gonna go i'm gonna work in the labor movement so that's what i ended up doing i worked for the service employees international union local 721 like we represented eighty five thousand public employees so like your beachcombers your janitors your nurses at the county hospitals so yeah i was just i was hardcore i was heavy i mm. like I gave mo- like a good chunk of my, you know, good fucking 20s. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Just 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 red cheek 20s. Yeah. I love the labor that movement. The, the karma is coming back to you. Like just literally. Oh, like, yeah. And no, that's it, why you I, own a I, home I, and have a boyfriend during the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, you know, it's, it's hard. It's like what you were saying. Look, like, yeah, it's hard. Even like even if it wasn't the pandemic, even like as a person of color, like it's always weird. Like we I feel like so many of like my POC friends whenever they book some it's just like such a surprise and like we're so grateful and we want to pray to god or whoever you know what i mean or whatever that like it's just like there's so much that like it, it feels so much heavier than like sometimes like i ask some of my like i'm like I, and it's like it's so chill they're like yeah like what and i'm like oh my god i would like i don't know i just feel like the pressure is so much harder for us and like it's it's so nice to see so many poc that did thrive in a pandemic like it yeah. was genuinely like like it wasn't like i don't i i don't know like i'm i had no bitterness towards it at least because i'm like well <laughs> if someone's gonna do it i'd rather it be someone that i fucking love that is like bipoc <laughs> like at least you know <laughs> yeah i mean i think number one two things that come out of what you just said number one i think we're at a point i, I think as a collective you know we're all part of this sort of entertainment community comedy community uh poc comedy community and and like i think we're at a point where i feel like we need to stop apologizing yes. for exactly. existing number one and and not always play the like oh god i'm so grateful just to be here mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying because i yeah. felt that i feel like that's like our default for the most part yeah right. just through existence, like as an immigrant myself, Healthy period. entitlement. Yes. Yeah, yes. I would say so. And I feel like I feel like I've felt that shift and I feel like that's going to be healthy. We're going to have to, you know, figure that out mm-hmm. as a community. But like but like healthy entitlement, that's a really good way to put it, you know, yeah. to really like be be valued for who we are. And I feel like that's like I'm excited about that because I feel like because I had this other career, honestly, I came in this like, yo, all of this is gravy. Like even just five years ago when I was still just like, maybe four years into like doing comedy, people were straight up like, Ooh, what do you want to be doing in five years? I was like, fool, I am doing it now. Like (laughs) I'm making a living from comedy. I'm producing my own shows. I mean, it was fucking hectic as hell. Mm. I produced my own comedy tour and comedy festivals, like straight up. It was a lot of hard work, but I was doing it, you know? And so, you know, to me, that's why I feel like, you know, whenever people are like, Oh, Jenny, like how, how do you do what you do? It's like, well, Number one, I came from a background where it's more about organizing and not about a market. Like Mm -hmm. to me, to me, when I organized a stand up comedy tour, it was like, how do I organize Asian American audiences to come to my shows? You know what I'm saying? It's not like, "Mm, how do I market to find my whatever Mm -hmm. target, whatever, you know, I don't think of it that way. You know, when we put together the comedy comedy festival to bring up together all the different Asian American community comedians who identified that way and who did improv and sketch and whatever. To me, that was like, okay, I'm organizing my fellow comedians, you know, so we could feel more empowered. You know what I'm saying? And so anyways, that's that's how I see things. And that's why I feel like to me, it's my natural orientation is like, how do I be of service? Because Mm. to me, that's 
that that gets me out of my own head. You know what I'm saying? Like, because sometimes as artists or creators, we're just like, oh my God, okay, what's my voice? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, <laughs> who am I? And then, but what's really helpful, I find, is that when I take my ego out of it by saying, what am I serving that's bigger than me that I think can help others as well? Mm. It's much more a direct wow. solution. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it just, yeah. it just, yeah. I, lo I love the thing you said about the five year thing because yeah. it, I, I understand where that comes from, which is like if you have ambition for a career, but also there's an implicit bias that you're not happy where you are right now. And the fact that you yes. said that mm -hmm. makes a yep. lot of sense for because I always felt like I've always had issues with where do you see yourself in five years and you've just crystallized it perfectly. So thank you for, for that. I'm going to keep that <laughs> and put it in my pocket for later when next time I no. get asked. Right, but or it's else true. you just, or else you just what you only focus on what you don't have. Yeah, and yeah, you're always focusing on the five year or like, yes, to, yeah. yes. Yeah. Well, it's and, like and, it, it, I was, I was just gonna say, it's like those memes sometimes that you see, and it's like remember your, like remember where you were five years ago. You wanted to be where you're at, yeah. so it's yes. kind of like, and it's like oh. I read that shit sometimes, and I'm like, fuck, like you're right, like okay, fine, five years, <laughs> like you know, like okay, fine, like I'm fucking like whatever it is. Maybe I had a bad audition, or I just found out somebody booked something that I wanted, or whatever the fuck that it was, you know at that moment and then like yeah like five years ago i wasn't even going into that room or whatever that is i i didn't have a podcast or whatever that is you know so i feel like what you just said is so like similar to that feeling like yeah, yeah. Like, you're right we should we yeah <laughs> i'm like I'm yes. a moment <laughs> i think it's human it's human to be affected by the world and by things that happen in our lives you know it'll affect our moods but i think the challenge is to not let it affect who we are you know what i'm saying like self-worth yeah your self-worth. Yeah. yeah. This like, listen, y'all, if this shit doesn't work out, I'm about to be a lifestyle influencer. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not even joking. I'm out here. I'm going to be making cooking, cooking videos with my new, new dope kitchen. Like yes. we're going to, we're going to be trying to add value to people's lives. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. Listen, I'll watch it. I'll be watching the kitchen too, though. <laughs> it's so pretty. Exactly. Wait, oh, so I want to rewind a little bit. So yeah. you were headed for a career in politics. When yeah. did that transition to comedy take place? Well, I would say um, it was around like 20, I would say it was like 2010 that I was like, yo, fuck this bullshit. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a director at this big multimillion dollar labor union. Wow. Right. There was a bunch of us in our 20s and early 30s who became directors just killing it, just like fucking running shit. And I was like, ah, I'm dope. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm making good money and I'm dope. And but I hated my job. I fucking hated life. I like didn't look up to the people that were like our chief of staff or our executive you know, director. I was like, these are like sad fucking people who don't care about the world. I wanted to be more creative. Little known fact, I used to be a poet around town. I used to be a fucking performing poet in Los Angeles. Oh, <laughs> you would just do the thing where like people would do you could write a poem in, for people in front of them or what? No, like on a typewriter. You mean like a solo oh improv God. show? <laughs> like on Ben, like what? oh, like on Venice Beach, like the guy that has like yeah. a cat on his shoulder. And oh, he's yeah, I've, I've, seen, I've seen those people. I know you're. I'm not about. above busking. Listen, I thought about it when I when I committed to doing comedy. I did say to myself, I'm willing to eat rice and beans forever, and I'm willing to busk. To, you say that to like get it's a money. bad thing. No, it's not, but it's, it is inexpensive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. literally looking oh, yeah. at all the prices of food being like, this is mentally, I'm willing to move back in my parents' house. Like I had to do that emotionally to commit, but I, um, I wanted to punch people in the face. I was burning out and I remembered, you know what, Jenny, I never let people call me a writer, never let call, people call me a poet, even though I would perform regularly during the month you know, um, around town in LA. Um, and then finally I was like, one day I had this like, come to 
come to fucking artistic Jesus moment or whatever your God is. And I was like crying. I was like, ah, this is who I am. I can't go back. I like called my friend who's the poet who runs the, the, the space in little Tokyo that I was a part of. Like it was like a group of Asian American artists. Uh, I was able to perform at that space as a home space. Tracy Kato Kiriyama, she was like my fairy God sister in art. And I like called her. It was 11 PM. She's like this bitch who will like slam four espressos at midnight and write poetry till the morning. Like this fucking artist bitch. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I would call, I called her. I was like, Tracy, can uh, I need to see you? It's like 1130 p.m. on a fucking Wednesday. You know what I'm saying? And she's like, she just didn't say a word. She's like, okay, yeah, sure. Come on down. I'm like, all right. I drive down the 110 from fucking Chinatown back then when I used to live in Chinatown. I drove down the 110 to Gardena, showed up to her door, opened the door, and she just hugged me. And oh, I just started oh, crying. Oh. It's like one of those moments. Wow. And she was like, and then she knew, I mean, she fucking knew, you know, cause it was always like people being like, Jenny, you should be doing this, but then I would not listen. You had to, but you guys know that. this, yeah, right? Absolutely. You guys we must have had, had that experience. Absolutely. That right? experience is in a Reese Witherspoon movie in the nineties for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. God. So anyway. yeah, you finally admit or, or actually internalize the thing that you wanted to do and don't feel like, but that also like imposter syndrome sets in. Yeah. That's why it makes it totally. Difficult. Yeah. So anyway, long story short, that's when I was like, I took a UCB improv class. I took like a stand up comedy class and, and that's it. I was you like, look back. And no, not really. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this shit is dope. I don't have to like write a public testimony for the LA County Board of Supervisors <laughs> for like fucking member leaders to represent an entire union. I can say what I want and represent myself. Oh, this is dope. Yeah. Hell yeah. Damn. You know? Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. But that is also very cool, which I didn't know about you, like that background. That's super freaking like that's that's tight. That's hardcore. People, <laughs> you know, I used to go to places where you people snap snap yeah. at you, you know? Yeah. Like, hey. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Well, Jenny, um, we are so happy that you were able to jump on today, do the mm. podcast in the middle of your busy, busy, amazing life. Uh, <laughs> I mean, because listen, how else, how else are we gonna say it's that? a pretty dope life? It's a pretty dope yeah. life. It's yeah. a pretty dope life. I, yeah. I have to admit. Good. There Good. It is. Hell yeah. And um, before we go, I want to make sure uh, you let our audience know if there's anything coming out that they should be watching or looking out for. And also, if you could let us know your handles where they can follow you. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I love being online. I love chitting, chatting. So um, <laughs> follow me at Jenny Yang TV, J-E-N-N-Y-Y-A-N-G-T-V at Twitter or Instagram. And then um, if you want, you know, also go to comedycrossing.eventbrite.com for all of the upcoming monthly shows now. We're still donating to Black Lives Matter causes. It's the first Fridays of the month. You know, we have people like Margaret Cho, Judah Friedlander, people mm. puppeteering as little avatars oh. of them while they do oh. stand up. It's cute. So cool. It's like cute, you know? You already had me and now I'm like, what? <laughs> no, it's super fun. It's like you're just watching this like main screen and then you have like a little corner screen of a performer on the side. And anyway, it's pure and I love it and I love you guys. And, you know, uh, Proxima vez voy a, vamos a hablar español, ¿sí? Hey. Like a perfect person has never uh, been created before. I mean, oh come on I, now. Yeah. now y'all see. Now y'all see what I see, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you see what I see? I learned Spanish so I could so I could talk to people phone bank in Spanish to tell people to go vote. Wow. Wow. Like, ¿Podemos contar con su voto? Yeah, ah! like all that. 
¡Fresa! Oh accent. I, that's, that's what lovely. they would call me when I first moved out to LA and <laughs> like, I literally like all the Mexican friends that like I made at like working my like side hustles and stuff they'd be like ay super fresa and I was like what is fresa like a strawberry oh my god I'm a little fruit right no absolutely not until the one girl the one real friend came up to me and was like yo they're like that's making fun of you a little oh. bit but, like, in a, but it's like a, but it's like a cute way and I was like yeah. Okay, fine. I'll take it. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> But yes, presa, love it. <laughs> um, well, again, thank you so much, everybody. Make sure you follow Jenny on all the things. And you can follow us at Spanish Aki Presents on IG and at Spanish Aki on Twitter. You can follow me at Raisa Licea on Instagram and Twitter. And you can follow me at, of course, it's Carlos on Instagram. And you can follow me at Ozzymo on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me at Lelocito, which would be my Animal Crossing uh, avatar <laughs> if I ever played it. Am I doing this right? No, I'm at the Tony Roderick on IG and Twitter. And check out Spanish Arcade Presents on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pandora, the SiriusXM app, or wherever you listen. And please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps more people find out about the show. Jenny, thank you so much. Thank you. So thank, much, you. thank you. My honor. <laughs> Dale. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of seventh generation. Find seventh generation laundry detergent in fresh lavender and other scents at seventhgeneration.com.